Welcome to episode 10 of the Employee to Boss podcast. My name is Haley Hayhurst and I am your host. I am so excited that we are in double digits of this podcast. I feel like it just started, but I have talked to so many amazing business owners and entrepreneurs. So I am so excited to keep sharing more and more information with all of you. So today I wanted to talk to my friend Angela, the owner of the Flexitarian Travels. If you want to stop asking for time off, the answer is to be your own boss. Angie is a DIY travel mentor. After five years of solo travel, she decided that she wanted to equip and empower women with the tools to be able to make their travel dreams a reality and live their best lives. A lot of us, when we're trying to plan trips, get overwhelmed with the accommodations, with what to do, the schedule, and especially for traveling alone, kind of the safety and all of those things. And so that is what Angie's whole business is. It's equipping you with the information that you need to do the things that you want to do with your life. In college, Angie hated the thought of having to wait to travel until she was retired or established. And so she quit her nine to five to start her own DIY travel mentor business. In this episode, we talk about niche marketing because what she does is pretty niche. We also talk about building a business from a passion of yours, even if it's not typically a business that you would have heard of. She helps you plan your trip And typically that would be a job for a travel agent, but she wants to have a lot of clients that once they take her course, once they work with her, they can do it like a rinse and repeat system for all of their travel after the fact. I was recently traveling to Portland and my job was to book a hotel. And I tend to get overwhelmed when it comes to booking accommodations and just kind of choose the cheapest one. And so I checked into the room and literally within 10 minutes, I was so scared of this place, I had to check right out. And so a service like Angie's is actually why I wanted to invite her on the podcast today, because not only have we been friends for a while, she just has so many actionable tips for life, business, travel, and self-discovery. So let's get right into this episode with DIY travel mentor, Angie. Welcome to the show. I am so excited that you're here. We actually connected off of just a random coffee chat call that I love doing. And it was just so fun connecting with you. Your energy is so good. So I knew I needed to get you on the podcast ASAP. Yeah, like it's crazy how serendipitous things can be, but I just love, that's why I love like the online space because you never know who you're going to meet in these like different kind of forums or spaces. And it's just really awesome to connect with so many amazing people online. So I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. So you have a really, really cool niche and you love traveling. You love your time, time freedom, all of that. And you really incorporated that into your business. So I would love it if you could just get started with telling us how you decided to get into the travel industry. Yeah, so it's actually just a lifelong love of travel. Um, Since I was younger, it was the case that I would take a lot of road trips with my parents. So we would go up and down the East Coast and to Canada because I have family in Canada as well. So I was always on the road somewhere at least like twice a year. And I just love being able to go to different places and just like, yeah, taking the different smells, taking the different environments, the food and seeing family. So I was just like, yeah, like I want travel to be a permanent part of my life. And 
then just naturally it's the case when you start getting into your teens and a young adult, you're like, well, I actually want to just be able to travel on my own. I don't want to have to have my parents tag along with me all the time. But it was the case that they were doing most of the travel planning. And I'm just like, well, I don't really know how to travel plan on my own. And then especially when I got to college, it was the case like you're a broke college student, right? So you don't really have the funds to be able to be like, yeah, like I can just like go here and like do all these things. So I basically had the mindset blocks and barriers like, okay, I don't really know how to travel plan. I don't um, have the financial means. And then I was just thinking too, it's the case that you basically have to graduate from college, get settled in a job, actually adult. And then it could be the case that you can have the fun later. But there was just this ever itching me thinking like, okay, like you wanted to travel, but you just have to find a way. So I went to Google, read like a bunch of blogs, did a bunch of trial and error on my own. And then I just started to basically DIY my own travel itineraries. And the first trips I took were absolutely amazing. I was just like, okay, like now I'm starting to develop a process. So then I started traveling more and more and more. And as I had each travel experience, I just felt like I was growing so much, like meeting new people, opening my mind up to new things and everything. And I was just like, yeah, like I can't get enough of this and I absolutely love it. So now like fast forward, five years and everything, the pandemic happens, I leave my job. And I have one or one of two options, I can either sulk, because I just left my job, and have no prospects, or I could try to shift a negative situation in the positive. So then I thought like, okay, what is it like, especially a lot of things are blowing up in the online world and everything. I was like, what is it that I can actually bring to the market? And then after stewing for a little bit, I thought like, Duh, I've been solo traveling for five years and I developed a basically like a rinse and repeat system to DIY itineraries. And then I was just thinking like, okay, like I know there's probably a lot of people out there that were like me, you have all these mindset blocks and then you think the only way to maybe get out and travel is either if you go with people or you go to a travel agent. But mm -hmm. it's really the case that Okay, like if you need a specialty type vacation, like if you want a destination specialist, that's one thing. But like, let's say you just want to go to the next state over or something. I don't think you really need a travel agent for that. You can actually just DIY your own travel um, itinerary. So that is the power that I want to give people that you don't have to wait for someone else to do something for you. You actually have the power within yourself to be able to go out, travel, plan these itineraries and have really life-changing experiences. Oh, absolutely. I My mom used to take us on these amazing trips and would plan it like minute by minute, which she's a big planner. And it's funny because I'm absolutely not a big planner. So the trips are always so fun and action-packed. And then once I started planning my own trips, just in my life, I like to just relax and sit back and have fun. And so the trips I plan are vastly different from the ones my mom would plan us growing up. And I love both of them, but I definitely, if I knew more itinerary planning and itinerary tips, I probably would be a more action-packed person, right? <laughs> and so what did you do before you got into your own business? Yeah, so it was the case that by trade and like by major, 
I was actually in dietetics and nutrition. Um, and that's still something I'm going to incorporate in the travel business as well, because I think another big barrier when people go on vacation, they're just thinking like, okay, like I have to watch like everything I'm doing, especially like what I eat. Like, okay, I can't like indulge in these kind of things. And I'm like, well, that's one of the best things about going on vacation, like actually indulging in like the different kind of foods and everything. It should be part of your overall experience. So that's where I bring the nutritional aspect. But yeah, I was working in a hospital um, for about five years and it was cool because it was a children's hospital. So I was able to like, you know, see the like, really cute kids and everything. And it was a very vibrant hospital, but I just knew it was a dead end job. And I was just like, no, like whatever job I go to next, I knew like I wanted to do something a little bit more independent. I didn't want to be confined to like a building and like a traditional nine to five. So then now jumping into entrepreneurship, there's a lot of tough days, um, a lot of days where you're low on energy and everything, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's just really cool to have something that's completely your own and build it from like ground up type thing. Like having control over your own time. And I'm sure a big thing for you, because it's a huge thing for me, is not having to request time off from anyone. So if I want to go and just like take a weekend trip and do like make it last an extra day till Monday, I can do that. I can leave town on a Wednesday and be fine. Right. And so how did that feel like the first time you took a trip without having to request time off or worrying about asking your boss like what were your emotions around that I mean it just it just felt really really good and really freeing because I had dreamt about that moment for about two years I'm just like okay I can't wait until I walk out of these doors and I never have to like come back to this place because even though it did um, help me in my growth a little bit because I had a flexible schedule still there. So I was able to travel while I was there. Yeah. So it was just the case that now, like when I drive by that hospital area, I just look back and I'm like, wow, it was the case that I was just like super dreading going there and thinking like, when am I going to finally be able to be free of this place and do something else? And now I can just kind of look at it with a sense of relief. Like, okay, like I did my time there. I got all that I needed to get from it. And now I can move forward and do other things. Yeah. Yeah. Not having fun in a job is like, why would you want to do it? That's your whole life. You're stuck there for eight hours a day, 40 hours a week. I had one job way back when I was in college and it was I was the youngest person there by probably 25 years and it was just like soul sucking. And so I was like, I never want this for myself. And I think honestly, that's probably what pushed me to start my own business, just like subconsciously. And so you have a super cool niche, you're a DIY travel mentor I would love if you could share a little bit about how you market yourself being so niche and help you, like, how do you find the right clients who are looking for a DIY travel mentor rather than um, someone who plans their trip for, for them step-by-step? Yeah. So like, it actually took me a little bit like for my marketing because I was just thinking to myself, like, okay, the travel industry is really big. So what overall is like my differentiating factor 
because initially I was just like, okay, like Angie, like solo travel, whatever. And then I was just thinking like, okay, within solo travel, that's still really big. So what is like my market, my real market ad? And then I was thinking like, okay, it's basically the case that I teach people how to do it themselves. So then that's where the DIY travel mentor came in. And then really in my content, I try to focus more on the mindset stuff. So it's like a combination of mindset and also the practical aspects. So really honing into people that they do actually have the power within them to do, you know, something that almost is kind of like, okay, like travel agents, like keep these trade secrets. Like, yeah, like, you know, if you want to work with me, like you have to pay X amount of money to be able to access these secret type things. Mm -hmm. But it's the case. I'm like, no, like it really should just be the case that things should be accessible. So that's where I work on like the mindset piece. And then within like my actual courses and what I do, that's where I get into the practical piece. So getting people the really like bite-sized actionable steps to be like, hey, like, you know, if you want to learn about flights or something, like here's the module for it. If you want to learn about accommodations, like here's a module for it. So I think it's kind of nice to just have like that dual approach instead of feeling like, okay, like I'm going to plan everything for you. And then it's basically the case that you have to become a repeat customer. It's like, okay, I want to go on five trips this year. So I have to go back to Angie like five different times. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's really conducive and it's not really empowering. So I want to give people the inspiration and empower them to be like, hey, like, you know, I went to Angie, I learned these things. And now this is like an actionable and tangible skill that I have for the rest of my life. And you never know like the doors that can open because it's the case for me. I would have never guessed that I would actually have a travel business, but because I put myself out there, traveled, had a different kind of experiences, then I was able to create this whole business. So I think it's just the case that if you are able to be equipped with the tools and take those leaps, then you never know like where it could take you type thing. Courses are huge right now. And it's one of the ways that people really find time freedom because they're not trading time for money. They create a course one time and sure, they have to edit it and update it as things change. But if it's an evergreen course, you can make money from it year round. If it is a course that you launch, you just have a really strong launch, get some really amazing people in it, and then you're set, right? And so one thing a lot of people worry about with that is not having repeat customers. You know, someone comes, buys one course from you, they learn the skills, and you may never hear from them again. And I think that's like, people are going to come back. If you give them a great result, they're going to come back, refer their friends. They're going to see what other services you offer. But when you were first starting, what was your mindset around that? Just having a lot of one-time customers rather than like very consistent monthly income? Yeah, I think it's kind of unique for me because almost the way I want to structure this business is that I kind of want it to be one-time customers because I don't want people to sink into that dependency hole. I just want them to be like really independent and really empowered. And I think especially like when it comes to 
my niche in travel, it's not the case that I just need to create like, okay, this like one group for everyone to come into. I think the the real magic in travel is actually going out and like really connecting with other people because the travel community is so huge. So I think like if you kind of like get out of these groups and, you know, are actually engaging with people like, you know, outside in different cities, like in different countries and everything, that's more enriching than, you know, just staying in like one type of group. I think it's a little bit contrary to what a lot of people do, but I just feel like that is more worth the wait than, you know, just coming back as like a repeat for me type thing. No, I totally get that. And it also adds a lot of spice into your business, right? Where you have different people you're helping all the time. And so in your in your course where you mentor these people, do you do anything one-on-one with them or is it strictly just a course? Yeah, so it's the case that I have um, discussions enabled in every module. So if anyone has any questions, then they would come to me and then I would answer within the modules. And it is the case that starting next month, I'm going to work one-on-one with people a little bit. So I'm going to take like one aspect of the course, accommodation planning, and that's what I'll be doing one-on-one with people. But it will be like a small group, like five people, probably every month, whoever signs up first would get the spots. And then that would be the only way to work one-on-one with me. Um, And it's kind of, I guess, a little contrary as well, but it would be the case, especially in the travel industry. A lot of things aren't made for solo travelers. A lot of things are double occupancy or groups. So I'm going to mix it up a little bit and be like, yeah, like I'm only doing accommodation planning. Like if you're a solo traveler or maybe if you're a duo and then anything else, like it would just be like, hey, like, you know, I have the whole course where it breaks everything down. And then if you want to apply that to bigger groups, then it would be the course. But if you want to work with me one-on-one, it'd either be solo or like a duo. Okay. That's awesome that you have those options. So one thing that like, I feel like we just absolutely need to talk about is you mentioned it, how your one offer, right? You helping people with travel helps so many different aspects of their lives. And it's something that you personally love and want to inspire others to do. So there's a lot of people out there who have these huge passions, strong passions, and they are a little more niche and they might not see like the whole picture, right? So when you were first starting, you may or may not have known like, oh yeah, I'm helping people plan their trips, but I'm also helping them expand their whole world, their whole mind, their social group, their connections. When you, did you realize that before you started? Yeah, I realized that because I was basically like my own ideal client because it was the case that I grew up in a small town and everything. And like, you know, I had these big ambitions, but, you know, I didn't really have exposure to like all the different kind of like groups or cultures like within my town so I knew that when I started traveling like I wanted to be able to have my mind open be able to come out of my shell a little bit and then 
I think it did kind of take me by surprise, like how much travel impacted my life. I was just thinking like, okay, like it's just something like really fun to do. And it's just a great way to exercise self-care. But yeah, I think it's just the case that for anyone, like whether you want to have a travel business, um, any kind of business, or like you just want to casually travel, I just think it's really great to be able to just have your mind expanded and just continue learning instead of just like staying like maybe in like one box or just being like, yeah, like, you know, I'm okay in my comfort zone. Um, the best things in life come when you come, when you get out of your comfort zone type thing. Oh, absolutely. So there's probably someone listening to this right now who has like an interesting passion or an interesting side hustle that they know they can monetize but aren't really sure like if it's worth it, if it's worth their effort, because owning a business is not the easiest thing in the world, right? Keeping yourself motivated to get clients, promote yourself, because you're basically a whole company, right? You are the marketing department, you are the communication department, you are everything. And so what would you tell someone who has a strong passion and they want to be able to make it into their own business? Yeah, I would first and foremost say believe in yourself because it's the case that especially like if you're super, super passionate about something and it's very niche, you're probably going to have a lot of people saying like, yeah, that would be great as a hobby or a side hustle, but maybe stick to your regular day job and you're going to have the doubters thinking like, okay, like this really won't materialize into anything. So I think just having that undeniable belief in yourself that you really have something that you can bring to the market, like you're fulfilling a need and that you are the expert. Like, okay, there can be days, like even for me, like I feel the imposter syndrome, but you almost have to tell it like, okay, you're going to say to the side here, like you're going to stand in your power. Like, you know exactly what you're talking about Mm -hmm. and now bring those gifts out to the people that need them type thing. Definitely. You need to put that, part of yourself into the HR department and let them have a little chat with them. So I, like I said, traveled a lot with my family. And then now that I'm older, like I've traveled a lot with my friends and the one solo travel, I don't know if it's necessarily considered solo travel, but I studied abroad and I went and I didn't know anyone there, right? I had roommates that I was going to have that the program set me up with and I was in Prague. So they didn't speak English. It was a whole nother country. I had never been out of the country before. And I just went, I was the only one at my entire, and I went to a big school. I went to University of Nevada, Las Vegas, right? And there's just tons of people, but no one went to the same program I went to, which I thought was interesting. So when I went, I was solo, but then I immediately met everyone. I didn't go on any trips by myself, but that's something I've always wanted to do. And before I traveled, just like you were saying, it really did open up my mind. I used to be really shy and now I'm not, right? It was just having to like be on my own and right figure it out was really like opening for me, eye-opening everything. And so for someone who's never done any solo traveling, what would you recommend being the first step? Yeah, so I would actually say like, you know, whether it's like in your local town or maybe just like the town over, just take yourself out on a self date. So maybe 
go see a movie. Like if you have shows near you, like go see a show or even just go to a great cafe and have lunch or dinner for yourself, treat yourself. Because I think it's the case that a lot of people think like, okay, to be able to deem myself as a official solo traveler, I have to travel internationally. If I don't do that, then it's not considered travel. Mm. And whether the trip is big or small, it's all considered travel because you're changing your place. So if it's your first time solo traveling, just start out small. And then as you keep doing it, then you just like keep expanding up, then you just grow more comfortable with it. Like your cognizance is a lot higher. You're like, okay, like, yeah, I can actually like go and be in these environments and stuff. And then you just almost like, you know, strengthen that muscle for being able to just like go out and do the damn things instead of feeling like I can just, I just have to receive like, oh my God, like I can't do it type thing. Ooh, that's such a good tip. Saying that like, just because you're not out of the country or even out of your own state, you you can still solo travel. That's awesome. That's like such an amazing way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people who listen to this podcast are new entrepreneurs or just are still in the process of thinking about starting their business. And some are seasoned business owners, right? When I was first starting, or not first starting, probably like six months into my business, I would have the hardest time taking days off because I was like, no one else is here to help me. I am doing this all myself. If I take a day off, no one else will pick up the slack. So it was just like so mentally hard for me to start taking time off. But that's why I started my business. So I had free time, right? Right. And so did you ever experience the same thing? Like, even though you have a travel agency business, the travel business, you, you find yourself nervous about taking time off? Yeah, I find myself really nervous because I'm trying to do, to grow this business. And then if I'm not doing something for my business, then I'm doing something for my master's degree. Or if I'm not doing something for my master's degree, I'm just trying to like, you know, be with my family, just kind of like take care of myself. So it's just like the mind is always going for something. And I feel like if I just take that time to just like completely shut off, I'm almost not being productive enough or Mm -hmm. um, it just feels really strange for me not to do something. And I feel like I get really behind. So I think it's just something that probably I will always struggle with because I'm just like, you know, mind racing, like always doing something. But I think there is just a lot of value in being like, okay, like even if it's just an hour or something, put the brakes on, like the business is still going to be there. So give yourself that time, take a little self-care break and then come back into the fold type thing. Have you found like a tip that could help others like take that time off and like actually put the brakes on? Like, have you mastered that? I mean, I haven't mastered it. I don't think I ever really will. Um, I'll just try to improve it every day. But I think the thing that works the best for me is actually just going to take a walk. Like Mm -hmm. maybe just like taking a walk, you know, listening to one of my favorite podcasts or so. And just like detaching a little bit like from the work mind. So if it's something like really funny or just like about mindset or something, 
I kind of feel like just feeling like the breeze on your face and being out in nature, like even for 30 minutes, I just feel like it refreshes my mind so much more than maybe even just trying to like, close my computer and sit on my bed. I'm like, no, like I actually need like a physical change of space, like outside of my house instead yeah. of being in my house. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, especially when your clients are waiting on something or you have a whole inbox of DMs that you get the notifications every I had to turn off all notifications on my phone (laughs) that's a big business tip for anyone first starting I turn off Instagram notifications Facebook notifications every single thing and so yeah it takes me longer to get back to my friends and some of my clients but nothing is a true emergency (laughs) Yeah, nothing like, is a true emergency. I mean, if so, if it was like my mom texting me, that's one thing. But it's like you, like you are your own person. Like right. take the time to to just relax, right? Yeah, and I think too, like another tip I'll add. Like I used to have Instagram actually on my home screen, but now I put it in like a second screen. So like my home screen is like most of like my personal stuff. And then on my second screen, I have like all my business stuff. So as you're just saying, like if I miss DMs, it's because on my second screen, I go in, I answer them, but then I just go back to the personal first screen and then try to just limit my time on Instagram. So it clears my mind a little bit more. I also set a timer on my Instagram or on all my socials where I think I set it to like an hour and a half a day and not going to lie, I usually go over that, but it's a good reminder. <laughs> yeah, I've actually gotten like better in that regard. I think I'm down to like 30 minutes or less when I'm like, whoa, wow. that's crazy. That's really good. <laughs> it's like on my vision board one day. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, whoa, like who is this Angie? Like, I don't know her. <laughs> right. You're like, she's stress-free. What is what is up with this? What is this life? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So Angie. I have to ask, what has been your favorite trip that you've taken? Oh, like I was like, I always get sad about this question because I've had so many amazing trips, but I would probably say it's a tie between Mexico City and Vancouver. Um, Mexico City was just so vibrant and so beautiful. And then Vancouver, the air was just so crisp and it was just beautiful there. So I'd probably say those two. That's awesome. Did you do those trips alone or with anyone else? So for Mexico City, I actually met a friend of mine. We went to a tennis tournament and then we went around Mexico City a bit. And then Vancouver, I did completely on my own. How was that? Amazing. I I wish I would have stayed longer. Like I kind of crunched it Mm -hmm. into like a week's time because I had to get back to my dietetic internship. But yeah, I'll definitely have to go back. It was absolutely amazing. What was your first solo trip that you ever took? So the first solo trip outside of Florida was actually to Ohio um, for a really big tennis tournament. It was the case that I've been watching it for quite a few years. And one of my favorite players, Roger Federer, that's a tournament that he absolutely loves. So I was like, yeah, like, you know, I can go see Roger there and it'll be absolutely amazing. So that was my first solo trip. And then that spurred on going to um, Ottawa, Canada, then that spurred going to London and then all like my subsequent solo trips. What was your first, I know I have so many like travel questions for you. What was your first uh, international solo trip? 
Yeah, so that would be Ottawa, Canada. Like, I actually didn't know about Ottawa um, until I booked it for a tennis tournament. And then actually, like, through Twitter, they have this, like, big tennis community and everything. And I met one of my friends through there, and she lives in Ottawa. So I was like, yeah, Vanessa, can I come crash? And she's like, yeah, sure, no problem. So I went there, and it was absolutely amazing. A beautiful, beautiful, beautiful city. That sounds so fun. That sounds so fun. So is there any other business tips that you would love to share with the audience today? I think, I think the biggest thing I learned is that you don't have to throw out all this money to get like the really fancy, like automation type things or like marketing systems. There are so many free tools that you can utilize to get your business up and running for very little cost. And then it's always the case if you need extra things then you can always upgrade to them. But it's not the case that you have to bankrupt yourself um, mm-hmm. to start a business. What are your favorite free tools that you're using right now? So I guess like for video, I use Loom. Um, for editing, I use InShot. Um, for like posting schedules and everything, I use Planoly and um, Facebook Creator Studio. For my accounting, I use Wave Accounting. Um, for um, productivity, I use ClickUp. I'm trying to think what else we use. And then, of course, like all the Google suite of products. So if I need to use Forms, Google Forms, Gmail, Drive, all of those things. You can basically, and for like my course platform, I actually use Thinkific. And I use the free version because you can get up to three courses for free. And then you can just set up everything like your sales page and all of that stuff. So basically, if you want to be a digital creator, so and also Canva, can't forget Canva. Canva's the best, honestly. (laughs) Like basically, you have like all those tools. You can set up like a digital course e-commerce business if you want to. Very cool. I will link all of those below because those are such amazing tools. The last thing I would love to talk about is the name of your company, right? Flexitarian Travels. Um, When we first met, I was like, oh, are you vegetarian? (laughs) Remember that? And so what does it mean to be flexitarian to you? Yeah, so it is the case like in the nutrition world, um, there's the word flexitarian. So basically it's someone that eats like mainly a vegetarian diet, but then they mix in like you know, some meat and some other foods at a time. And I'm like, yeah, that's really how I approach my travels. It's the case that it's not like a one size fit all thing. There is a lot of room to be able to customize, have a lot of variety and really make it your own type thing. So I was just like, okay, like, let me like take like my nutrition kind of background. And then I'm just an avid traveler. So I put them together and it made like a really nice marriage. I love that a lot. Awesome. Well, where can people find you if they're planning a trip and want to work with you or just want to chat about your amazing travels? Where can they find you? Yeah. So on social media, you can find me at the Flexitarian Travels. And for my blog and my courses and stuff, you can go to www.theflexitariandigest.xyz. Awesome. I will put those links in the, in the, in the show notes. So I love to end every single episode off with you giving three tips that are very actionable for the audience to start today if they want to start their business or start their travels or really just start 
doing something for their future? What are three actionable tips that you could share with them? Yeah, so I'll share um, a really big business tip. If you know that you're an expert in something and you know your niche and everything, market research is going to be your best friend because it's the case like, okay, you might have a concept, but if you don't have the clientele to match that concept, then it's not really going to get off the ground. So whether you're doing something in on Instagram, like seeing like what people are posting about on Instagram or in Facebook groups, like what are some of the pain points that people are talking about within your niche that can just be really, really valuable in actually crafting your offer. So then you have that um, product match and everything, and then you can like really get your idea off the ground um, for traveling. It's always a thing. Um, when I'm talking about planning for anyone, plan your accommodations first of like all the parts of an itinerary. Like, I think it's just the case. If you have your accommodation, like all set, then you can basically plan everything else later because it's not the case that you have to call hotel and be like, yeah, like, you know, I need to cancel my reservation. Like if you use something like booking.com, you could just book your reservation, not pay any money down, get free cancellation. And then you could just save the money. Like if you're going to go somewhere in six months or something, then at least like you have your accommodation set and then you can plan everything later. And then like whether it's business or travel, I would just say like, just get out there and take the leap because I think the worst thing that you can do is try to stay back and maybe just like wait for the perfect opportunity to start that business, like whether it's a side hustle or full or full time. Or even for traveling, like, oh, no, like, you know, I'll wait, like, maybe another year just to see how things are going. You never know if things could close up again. Like, you never know if you're going to be here tomorrow. So I think it's just the case that you should take your leaps, take your opportunities, like, when they present themselves and not wait until, until later. Awesome. Angie, thank you so much for being on the show today. You shared so many amazing travel tips and business tips. and. I definitely need to take a trip soon. So we're definitely going to have a conversation soon about how to plan all of that. I'm very excited. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. Thank you for listening to the Employee to Boss podcast. If you made it to the end of this episode, I hope that you implement the actionable steps from this week's experts so you can get started with your business today. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the Employee to Boss podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It helps more than you could ever imagine. Remember, a little progress each day leads to big results. We come out with a new episode every Tuesday. To access our show notes, transcripts, and courses, please check out EspressoPodcastProduction.com.